Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Gessman, coming to you on a Thursday, December 22nd, our last show before we break for the new year, for the Christmas holiday, for New Year's, and we're back on the flip side of it, our last show of that. But we have a lot of LA Galaxy talk to get to. We want to talk about launching a mobile app. We're going to talk about some Super Draft. We have the schedule released on Tuesday, so that's there. And, of course, your favorite, my favorite, some rumors, all right? So we got a lot of fun to get to. And help me, I'm not by myself today, so we can sing a song and be all excited about it. Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Vieira is back in the house. Mr. Eric, how's it going, buddy? It's the most wonderful time of the year. Nice. Right, we're singing, right? We're, is this, is this the caroling episode? This is the karaoke caroling episode. Okay. Absolutely. A good King okay. Winces lost looked out <laughs> on the feast of Stephen. Okay, that was it. There you go. I'm glad. That's, that's a deep cut. That's that is, a good one. That, like it, that It is a good one. But from one of my favorite m- movies, of course, Love Actually, which gets panned at this mm. time of year. Um, but that's no, fine. That's it. That's a classic. Oh, no. It actually is solid. Oh, no. There's plenty. Did you even see the, what is the new, uh, it's not even new. I think it was from last year, but on Netflix, they had one of the movies where they make fun of that movie. They're like, that's is the it, worst movie ever. Is it Love Hard? Yeah, I think, Hard. yes, it yeah, is. It's Love Hard. That was a good one. Yeah. Great movie, was by a, the way. That was a really good movie. Yeah. yeah. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Good um, times. Yeah. Everybody enjoying our, our ugly Christmas. I would like to say just, just maybe that this perhaps Christmas sweater that uh, the ugly Christmas sweater is just not quite as ugly. As as I think that and that's sort of my my niche right there. Yeah. I don't want the really ugly ones. I like the one that is like, is that nice or is that ugly? I like it to be. I want I want you to have to choose a side. Basically, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's it's one of those like when your your grandmother used to wear the sweater before the ugly ugly sweater trend. You're like, wait, no, she's being serious. That that's <laughs> that's, that's a legitimate dresses. attempt. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I, I like it. This is one of those my one time a year because it's not like I could wear this during the summer. You know, when uh, <laughs> when the galaxy come to Dallas or. Or when there's a game at Dignity Health Sports Park, so I finally get to break this puppy out. Some questionable placement of the LA Galaxy logos, uh, you know, depending on, on on how you're looking. But it's one of those where I don't regret pulling the trigger on it. There is one I regret not pulling the trigger. There's a LA Galaxy Hawaiian shirt, right? But I, I, it just doesn't exist anymore. I can't find it okay. with the flamingo on it. It's like, man, that that was one that I regret. I should have just pulled the trigger. It was more expensive than it needed to be, but it's like, how often do you see? an LA galaxy Hawaiian shirt. So I should have pulled the trigger on that. Same with the sweater. You're not going to see this thing 
around very often. So you got to you got to jump on it while you can. I, I agree 100 percent for you. Uh, I would also like to say that we do have an alert. This is an alert. This is an alert. Everybody, please pay attention. We have an alert. Eric, I would like for you to please give us the current temperature in Texas. Oh, right. Right now. Yes. In North right, Texas. Right now, in North it Texas. Is 10 degrees. 10 degrees. 10, 10 degrees. Okay. With wind chill, feels right. like negative one. Okay. I just, we will so check that, in. We will check in periodically <laughs> to find out what the weather that. is uh, in, in your neck of the woods. I just, I just wanted to make sure right. that everybody knew what was going on. <laughs> that was good. You got me. I, I thought we signed somebody. I thought, you know, you're holding out on me, but yeah, just the Arctic blast, which is not a Gatorade flavor. I thought for sure. It should it be. Was, it, Arctic's Blitz. There oh. is something. I was like, I know that there's something there. And then there's Baja Blast. Right. But that's Taco Bell. That's yeah. different. So, M- Mr. yeah, I'm surviving the, the elements out here. Do you want to make an offer to Mr. Provino over here? He says he has one of those Hawaiian shirts. So how much are you willing to give him? Oh, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare take one from okay. Mr. Provino. Yeah, I'll figure it out. Okay. Now, I'll, the, no, thing, things will happen, but you know, shout out to you, Mr. Provino. We we certainly appreciate that. Um, hey, Gary, twenty dollars super chat to start things off. Gary, thank you very much. Happy holidays to you. Very much appreciated. As we get ready to talk some yeah. LA Galaxy today, yes, I, I've got a fact for Gary. Did you know that the 2022 World Cup was the first World Cup without a Gary since like 19, you know, 60 or something like that? It was, it was something crazy. I'll, I'll look up the exact stat. But, you know, that's that's the type of news that you get here when you donate uh, in the Super Chat, Gary. So, again, no Gary's in I, this World Cup. Kind of crazy, right? Okay, so two things two things we will run for tonight. One is if you give us a Super Chat that is $5 or more, we will make up a fact about you. That's one. <laughs> or if you give us a Super Chat of $10 or more and give us a, uh, a Christmas carol, we will sing a couple bars of it. Okay, nice. those are the rules. I'm not, I didn't make up the rules. I'm just saying that that's how it is. And... You know, maybe we can. I was going to tint your like screen blue to indicate how cold it was, but we'll just we'll we'll leave that. So here, yeah. I mean, everybody, it feels like minus six, minus eight here. I love that we have a lot of out of state people who tune into the podcast. Like it makes me, it makes me feel like the community is a little wider. Like everybody hasn't already migrated over to LAFC or something like that. You know, that's why I just, I just, I get that feeling sometimes. So. Literally freezing over here. Yeah, <laughs> literally freezing. Very good. Uh, okay, let's get to some LA Galaxy news. Uh, we'll see how long this show lasts. As always, we will do our best to give you a full hour. I think we, can, I think we have an hour out of this. Oh yeah. If, I, if I'm on the show, we'll, we'll do it. <laughs> uh, LA Galaxy launched a new mobile app today you might be saying new mobile app haven't they always had a mobile app yes (laughs) yes they have how good has it been well pretty crappy actually um it's interesting i was seeing people sort of looking at it and and obviously there's a there's a big deal about it and i think mostly because it's you're you're talking about um you know a, a much more increased effort in terms of trying to make the app more usable and more customizable and all the other things that we have their their big sort of highlights were uh customization you can customize your home page with news and features you care about you can also customize your your logo right for the actual yep. app you can change so that when well. it shows up yeah on your home screen it could change the colors, which there are some unique colors, which I think we'll touch on jerseys in a little bit. Right. But it gives a little bit of a hint of what we might see uh, with some LA Galaxy jerseys. So, yeah, it's the whole streamlining of the app. Like you mentioned, it used to be connected uh, to the tickets. You know, if you had access tickets, I believe that's still the most important feature and just kind of all-in-one shop. We were kind of talking a little bit off-air as well that, you know, there's not really – much different that goes on in the app that you can't get on the website or by Googling. It's just a matter of having push notifications, having your tickets on there, just having that whole experience work there. So, you know, shout out to the galaxy for getting hopefully what's a working app. Cause I know there are a lot of bugs and a lot of weird things with previous uh, 
iterations of the app. So hopefully that streamlined and worked itself out. Somebody said in the previous iteration of the app that you could order a hot dog and get it for free because the app was buggy and you could figure out like a oh. way to get a free hot dog out of it. So hopefully that's still in there because I want that to blow up and it, it to cost everybody a lot of money for a free hot dog, right? I was going to say, in, in the stadium hot dog, I feel like that's a punishment. Yeah. I, I, I feel like if you're paying for that, that's that's bad news anyway. So, I, I you know, let's keep it real because it's, it's uh, <laughs> to quote a love actually, you know, at Christmas time you tell the truth, right? Which, by the way, that's not a thing in the United States. No. Like, right? That's, that's not that a was thing totally, it, it's I don't not, tell the truth any, t- no, any place. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. I have notes, and I had them here, and I don't know where they went. And so <laughs> I've been I've been looking for them for like the last that's funny. 30 seconds. Yeah. I, am, I saw you turning. I was like, all right, let me vamp. Let me talk about this app that I've uh, you know spent two minutes circling. I was like, he's not looking. He, he's, he's looking for something. So. Yeah, no blue. Or were they blue? That's the problem. Gotta, no, they weren't gotta, blue. No, that's no. the problem. Yeah, got to use a special paper. I, I mean, I think because it's close to Christmas, I should just hit mute and go find them while you talk for a little bit. I think <laughs> that's what we're going to do. All right, Eric, I'll be back oh, in a minute. Put the jersey on. Put the jersey on. Let's talk about the jersey. Okay, hold on. We are going to talk about the jersey, and then we'll come back to the app whenever I can find it. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, go. <laughs> Good talk. So the, the possible leak that is out there about the uh, new away kit that's going to happen uh, for the next two seasons. Obviously, this is going to be with the new cycle. So, um, you know, w- when that came out, there is that detail on the collar, you know, the reminiscent of the, uh, you know, City of L.A. flag. I think when you look at um, the City of Dreams kit, which had the quasar around the collar, it's very much in that same uh, vein of kind of, you know, having that design on the collar. I know Josh mentioned on previous shows he wasn't crazy about it. I actually like it. It's very reminiscent of that 2002 colorway when they won their first cup. So, you know, you have the teal, you have the gold. I think it works out pretty nicely, especially, you know, with that design. The part that's missing from that, I think it is missing some white or some black because those were kind of the trim colors on those jerseys. So I think if it had that, it might tie it all together. But the one thing that I have seen, and a big shout out to LA Galaxy 310 on Twitter as well, they mocked up a version on what a authentic might look like. Cause it doesn't look like that's an authentic. Right. And I think if you have, if you have the stars on there and then the sleeves had that same design that they have on the collar, I think that ties it all together. And I think that, that it'll be a good looking kit. So again, we're also talking off air, like there's no one upping the community community kit. And I think that's the tough part. You look at this, it's like, well, it's not the community kit. It's just a teal shirt <laughs> and it loses a little bit of the magic, but I think you're not going to replicate that magic you know, every year. So I'm, I'm just happy. They're probably not going to wear it very often, but, but I like it. I think it's a cool looking shirt. I'm definitely going to be buying it when it comes out, but I'm a, I'm a mark for that kind of stuff. I'll buy anything that I put out. I was a fan of the, the glitch kit, the night Navy. So I'm not the right guy to ask of, uh, you know, whether you buy the kit, if it looks good or not. I, I like all of them. And that LA galaxy crest adds a little specialness. doesn't really matter what it looks like. I, I'm a big fan of understanding that I will eventually like it. I just, I, we were talking. I just think that this is very much like, oh, well, how can we continue the success of the community kit? I know. Let's use the tech green again. We'll call it teal this time. But let's call it tech. Let's use the tech green again. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> it's just like, no. It, the reason the community kit was so good was because it was more or less an original idea or an original take on something that had already been done, right? I was going to say, the reason it was a success because it was a Nike design that was successful <laughs> in 1998. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and not wrong, right? There's, there's certainly something to that. So that's why that was a success um, was because it was flawlessly executed. It was based on history. It was based on all this stuff. And this to me is like, well, oh, so clearly they don't like the 
the the navy blue. So let's just make sure it's not. I think that if you were smart, you go back to a really solid navy blue kit this time, and then this one is the one you come back for like the next time because you, it's like almost like uh, when you're when you're tasting anything, right? Like whether it's olive oil or wine or anything else that you're doing, <laughs> you always have to like drink water or do stuff in between to sort of cleanse the palate. You needed the palate cleanser here because this and the community kit, they, they to me they almost clash. Um, yeah, so that's anyway, fair. Yeah. But, but the one thing that I do like, and to your point of, um, you know, you need to mix it up. You need the palate cleanser, olive oil, wine tasting. Uh, you know, if you haven't done that or, or olive, olive oil tasting, it's right. not wine tasting, but it's set up like wine tasting. But find a place that does olive oil. It's delicious. Especially so when you get different flavored ones with jalapeno. Garlic. Or, or, oh, yeah. little orange mm. peel zest in there. We oh, couldn't yeah. be any whiter if we tried right now. That is the <laughs> say, whitest if thing lo- I've ever If you're looking heard. for a gift for the family, <laughs> a, a, a high-end olive oil is the way to go. But the point I was making is that I like the idea of going back to your history on your away kits. Right. Uh, you see Manchester United do this when they go back to like a, a, a green and yellow design. Arsenal does it when they have a blue and yellow design. It kind of harkens back to old colors and old crests and things like that. And I, I like the idea of there's now the galaxy have built up enough history where they have classic kits and you can start kind of pulling from that, you know, bank to say, okay, what was a classic kit? What was something that, you know, was a meaningful season and you can go back and kind of cash in on whatever that was. So I, I do like that idea, but I do think it needs to be alternated in between just kind of your general, Right, you know, navy blue or or or, or black or whatever you, you want to do. The other thing that's kind of annoying is we can never go to a black away kit. Like that's never going to be an option now with the rivals across town. I mean, maybe they can, but it just it seems like one of those things. Like they 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 took that weapon. I don't know. Our I don't know. Can't you can't you like sit there and like sort of be like, hey, our flag is on the moon first type of thing. Like we can you we could. can go back you to know, that. Put blue again. Run it back. But I swear to God, they reissue it exactly. Do not change a dang thing on it. It's a complete reissue. That's what I'm waiting for that to happen. Now you're what twenty six years, twenty seven years. The LA Galaxy now is so how, how far? How far is it? Let's see. I'm trying to. Yeah, remember. yeah it's about that, right? Twenty six years. Yeah, yeah so, or twenty seven. That twenty fifth anniversary two right. years ago. Yeah, twenty seven. Right. So, so twenty seven. Yeah, so twenty seven. Right. It, it almost feels like you should just find some of those classics and just reissue them as if it ain't, as if it ain't it broke. Is, right. <laughs> Especially if it was an Adidas kit, like th- there's no issue. I know with with the 25th anniversary, they were right. You know, kind of being creative with introducing some of those old designs and permissions with Nike and stuff like that. But if it was formerly Adidas, yeah, I don't see why not. Okay, cash those checks. Bigger, bigger question, and this is just this is just I'm brainstorming here. Let's say the LA Galaxy go back in their archives and they pick maybe the top five best kits. They don't tell you what those kits are. Okay, they're going to say we're going to pick the top five best kits. We're going to put them in a bundle for five hundred dollars. These are authentic kits for five hundred dollars. The best of the best, the cream of the crop could be could be an original '96 in there. Could mm-hmm. be like some of these. They're reissues, right? So they're not from '96. The whole deal. Yeah. Would you pay five hundred dollars for that? Oh, I paid thousand dollars. Right, yeah, I mean, easy. <laughs> okay, I'm just checking. Yeah, I'm, again, I'm the wrong guy to ask. I'm the guy <laughs> who likes to spend money on LA Galaxy uh, ugly sweaters. So okay. again, you know, I have maybe expendable income and uh, you know poor taste in fashion and too much time on your hands. To ask. Yeah. Too much time on your hands. Okay, good. <laughs> did, um, did we shout out Patrick for the super chat? No, we haven't. Go ahead. Yours. It's all yours. Yeah, well, it's weather related, so I guess I got to take it. it. Says take it slow, everyone. The sun is coming back. That's the nice thing about the freeze. It's not tied or at least on my end, not tied to a blizzard or, or a snowstorm or anything like that. It's just a freeze and it'll be over in a couple of days and we'll get over it. 
so that's that's a good thing. But if you're further north, I know like in Wyoming and the Dakotas, it's it's really bad, like death death warning type stuff. So if you're if you're listening from any, any of those areas, what are you doing? Go go take shelter. Get the blankets out. I would like to take this second to brag and say I'll probably be shorts and a t-shirt on Christmas Day, uh, hanging out on the back porch, drinking a beer. It would be nice, gorgeous. Maybe head down to the beach, stick your feet in the toe, stick your toes in the sand a little bit. You know, one of those. That's just rude. I know. That's, That's why I do it. Um, <laughs> anything else on the app part? Because we, we talked about there's going to be a stadium hub. I think there's a mobile wallet in there, fan profile, inbox plus. I mean, it's so not news. The only thing that makes this news, and I know that they're going to be very hyped about it in terms of things, is you and I were talking, it's basically just reproduction of the website in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yes, there are some special things. We talk about the wallet in there, talk about the integration. Hopefully it integrates better with AX, AXS as, than the other one did because the other one didn't really integrate all that well at all so and yeah. to that point it may have been an axs an access issue instead of necessarily an app thing but yeah you're right that was always the hang up is tickets would go missing they wouldn't show up on the app and there were all these issues so uh yeah again if they're they're pumped up about it as someone who went to disneyland recently i think everything was done through the app you can order food you can your tickets are all in there i just think that's just the you know, not to sound like a couple of boomers here. It's the way the world is going. Everything's going to be on the app. You need to have it. So it's just everything's going in that direction anyway. And the Galaxy are just keeping up with the times. It's not not a news item really. But, you know, given the time of year that we're at, that it becomes uh, content on the podcast. So, yeah, again, right. much to do about nothing. But, hey, here we are. Uh, I, if you want to have a good laugh, though, I would suggest going to the LA Galaxy's Twitter account, looking at the announcement in the app, and then reading all the comments underneath. Because some of you are so entertaining. I would just like to put that out. I know Twitter is kind of a cesspool right now, and everything's going sideways, and you know we really don't. But some of you are just so funny. Uh, and I went through and spent at least five minutes reading through some of the responses, and I was laughing. Um, because you're, 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 while, while you're certainly trying to get your point across and I understand that, uh, the way in which you do it is humorous to me. So I, I appreciate, uh, the free entertainment that Twitter provides. <laughs> well, uh, and again, shout out to whoever runs LA galaxy social, cause <laughs> you're, you're responsible for all the signings, all the executive <laughs> hires, you know, firing Chris Klein. That, that's all on uh, the, social the social media. media. Manager. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So good, good, good luck to, to them. But final point on the app, you can change your how your app tile appears on your home screen and the teal and gold is one of the options. And then there's a red and gold, which is kind of interesting, but if you pay attention to the color, it's a little bit of a foreshadowing that that, that kit leak is probably legit. And that looks like what, what we're going to see. We got, we got the community kit leaked from the same place. If you'll remember, right? So this is legit. Same person, by the way, we have some French listeners, uh, same person. Yes, exactly. What were you doing there? I was I, I don't <laughs> turn your head and cough, sir. I feel like that's anything, you know, European. You just throw your hands in the air and you yell. Fabrizio it, it plays. <laughs> Fabrizio Romano, right? That's, well we'll get to the super chat, you know, or for the super draft, you know. Gino Vivi. You know, I feel like you need to use your hands for that one. The LA Galaxy did select two players in the MLS Super Draft if you were under a rock or perhaps you missed it. Actually, you didn't really need to be under a rock. You could have completely missed the MLS Super Draft. You could have blinked and it was it's such a non-event anymore. I yeah. know that people in the in you me, there's people who watch that stuff, right? I had a hard time just watching. It was it's so anticlimactic. The yeah. chances that players outside of the top three or four guys are really going to make an overall impact 
are small, so so minuscule yeah. anymore. It's just not worth the time and energy to pay attention to it. And so much so that I don't believe Greg Vanny even went to the college combine. He wasn't there. Like, and by the way, I don't think he should be there. That to yeah. me, that's a waste of time. Send somebody else there. I think the the final like class where this may have been important was like the uh, the Jordan Morris Stanford year. Uh, you know, Tomas Hilliard, Arce, if you remember that, he was part of that national championship. I think that was like the last time that you had players from the draft who were super relevant and being a factor. I think right now, just the way the sport is moving, I think the college game is something that, you know, is not really a priority, uh, you know, for these MLS teams. It's great to kind of backfill some of these things. And I think there's a little bit of a backdoor with this as well. And I think you, you'll see it. Um, when we talk about the, one of their first picks, I think there are a lot of international players who use the American college system as a way to break in right. to professional soccer because you can very easily get lost in South America, Central America, and Europe and those academies. You get passed around and you end up getting lost. But if you you know get connected with the right agents, there is a pipeline. Come play college, get some years of eligibility, get put on the map. People recognize you, and it's a pathway to playing professional soccer. So I think that's kind of the the back road in, and you see it with a, a player being drafted out of Costa Rica, you know, playing with a, a Saprissa, with one of the academies there. So I think that's the the one wrinkle where it does become kind of interesting is that the American college draft is now a, a, a giant place for international academy players to be housed. So I can, that's just an interesting wrinkle that I've noticed in the last two to three years. And, and Mr. Bravino rightly calling out what, so USL players can get drafted in this. I think 43, it's either 43 or 34, 43 players, I believe had USL experience that were selected in the MLS super draft. Huh? Yeah. What? <laughs> what is kind of interesting? What is going, well, what Preston is going Dredd on? was kind of like that also, right? I don't know that he was. He was. He had signed. I think he was one of the guys who signed a contract with Sporting Kansas City too, or something, but hadn't played for them yet. And so then was gonna like then was el still eligible for the draft. It's all it's all really confusing. Let me tell you the picks the LA Galaxy had. Not that it matters because two of them were on my favorite player. Uh, in the first round, they had the twenty third pick overall. Second round, the twenty third pick, fifty second overall. Then the third round, they had a nineteenth pick, seventy seventh overall, and the twenty third pick, eighty first overall. Twenty uh, third was their natural selection for all of these in each round. That was where the Galaxy finished in terms of uh, out of 28 teams. Uh, they finished 23rd. I mean, and that's actually, that's good. That's the, the it's yeah. just put in reverse order, right? You so, want to be further back. Yeah, yeah you want to be. Um, uh, the Galaxy's extra third round pick came in the way of, from Minnesota whenever they yeah. got that trade for Cameron Dunbar. <laughs> so that's the third round pick. Now, as I said, rightfully so, the LA Galaxy had a first round pick, had a second round pick, and then passed on the third round pick that they got for Cameron Dunbar. Now, the other part I'd like to point out about the Cameron Dunbar thing is that the $75,000 in general allocation money, Eric, is not guaranteed. Those are incentive based. So technically, the LA Galaxy got zero for Cameron Dunbar and then passed on the pick that they got for him. Yeah, that's what makes me laugh. And we, we called this. We say, are you really going to get a decent player in the third round of the Super Draft? And not only did they not get a decent player, they didn't take anyone at all. Pass. <laughs> so that's just, we, we kind of predicted this was going to be the writing on the wall. There, there it is. <laughs> yes, yes. Really, I mean, it's 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 all about uh the the pig, right? The LA Bella Galaxy the and, and is it Bella the pig? Yeah, Bella the pig. Yeah. Uh, round two, fifty second overall selection by the LA Galaxy. Not really. Um, but, Package deal. Yeah, but we were talking about uh, Bella the pig and what what were you asking about in comparison with uh, Cabral? How many goal contributions? Would yeah, Bella I was going to say for twenty twenty three. 
um, you know, are we, are we going to guess even or is Cabral going to have more goal contributions, you know, for the Colorado Rapids in 2023? Yeah. So, you know, I, 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 you could say, well, Bella's not going to see the field. So you got to take Cabral. But do you? Are you sure? <laughs> did, you watch, did you watch Cabral play last season? So, again, I know he's gone from the team still getting picked on. But, you know, it is what it is. I, I heard Bella is a, is a bit of a ball hog. That's what I, that's what oh, I heard. Yeah, yes, yeah yes. piggish on the ball for sure. Yeah, piggish in possession. Um, <laughs> so that was that's the fun part in terms of that's joking around. Now let's talk about the LA Galaxy and the two picks that they actually did make because they did pick two players. Uh, the first round pick uh, was uh, Gino Vivi. As you were saying, uh, great he, name. Yeah, he's a midfielder, 5'6", 150, uh, was born in December 20th of 2000. Uh, San Jose, Costa Rica, played at the University of Central Florida, so UCF. Uh, he's also uh, Costa Rican by citizenship and played for the Costa Rican U-20s, if I believe, if I'm correct in that as well. So um, this is a guy who they were talking about, says when you look at midfielder, that he is a forward slash winger uh, more than anything, and the LA Galaxy are looking for wingers right i mean even if they even if you're sure he's not a starter because i'm sure he's not a starter right Mm -hmm. younger kid trying to develop into those roles he's at least in a position of need um which is which is interesting i think as we talk about positions of need through the rest of this show it's important to always use that as sort of your first stepping stone so i would say as a midfielder slash winger uh that that is a position of need for the la galaxy when they're currently relying on douglas costa and samuel grancer and that's about that's, but there's some other guys. You Johnny yeah. Perez, you could put in there, but younger guys, well, right? Yeah, and that's kind of the interesting thing. And, and you hit it, he hit it with you know your your Daniel Laguerre and your Adam Saldana, and even like your Preston Judd. If you're counting on them, they're not really on the wings. You have your Preston Judd up up front. You have in the middle, more defensive, your Daniel Laguerre and your Adam Saldana. So even though you do have these young players to backfill, you don't have players on the wings. You end up adjusting your forwards and you know forcing Jovalich out there or making things work where it doesn't quite, you know, fit, fit the lineup. So at, in that regard, you at least give a little bit of depth in a position where, you know, the galaxy have been thin in the past. It's like, well, if our, our starters go out, if Douglas Costa has, has a stinker. If Samuel Grandsur isn't on it, uh, if Cabral in the past wasn't getting it done, well, who are we going to put in that position? There hasn't been tons of guys. So, you know, you know maybe you give the young guy a shot, you know, having the, that U 20 Costa Rican national team experience, maybe that's something, that is worth, you know, taking a look at. And then obviously a lot of these players are probably going to go develop to your MLS next pro side um, with that G2 or, or if we're still going to call it G2, I guess it's still G2, right? I, I would imagine, yeah. <laughs> but would. that's where these players are going to go. So I, I agree. It does fit a position of need. So uh, the one thing I went to the UCF website, go to karaoke song. Don't stop believing almost two on the nose, right? It's like the answer they tell you to say, right? It's not like what your actual one is. Like, like uh, if if somebody asked me if this was a stranger who asked me what my favorite karaoke song is, you lost that love and feeling, right? Clearly, go to. Yeah. But but my real go to karaoke song is Spice Girls, uh, "Wannabe." Ooh. So I mean, that's why it's like it's that's it's a bold choice. It's the answer you're supposed to give, but we all know that there's a different song in his heart, and maybe someday we'll be able to ask him about that. Um, whenever you get, this is also, I should point out, uh, probably an international signing. So would take an international roster slot for me. I'm with you. This is a G2. Whenever it's sort of all said and done, they're looking for, for sort of that player that possibly can get down with G2 play there, maybe get signed to the first team because they have a really, but is still loaned down to G2 for most of the season, that type of thing as they're looking for development. The, the second, yeah, go ahead. Uh, Logan brings it up in the chat. Does he have 
a green card, not like Mutatu. And I will say, I bet you that's a question that they asked before they drafted to make sure they didn't get in that situation again. And even though he is Costa Rican by nationality, usually in the super draft, if they're, you know, have student visas, that process could already have been started. So there's a higher likelihood that players coming out of the super draft are going to have a green card. It's not a guarantee. And we saw what happened with Mutatu last season, but it's much more likely likely than just, you know, your average international signing from an outside Academy. Again, I don't have any inside scoop on that, but uh, it it seems more likely than, than not. But for right now, for what we know, it's an international slot. Uh, I we I know we skipped over this, uh, but we didn't find out your two karaoke songs. The one you tell people, and then the one that really well, is the the one I tell people, "Sweet Caroline." Uh huh. Yes. You know, because okay, yeah. okay, yeah, you know, okay, yeah, fun yeah, times. Uh, yeah. But but the deep cut, "Fancy" by Reba McIntyre. Oh, like if you okay. get that's a deep, you know, '90s country song about a woman, you know, leaving the town to her mother. That's when you sing that, and you see a man who looks like me sing that song. That is. That is a sight to be seen. So that's that's my secret underground pick. You bring that out when uh, you really need to hit hit the good stuff. I I, I honestly uh, I, I honestly I don't <laughs> I I can't I Google can't picture it. it. Kids, if you no, don't know Fancy by Reba McIntyre, I know go, it. Go listen to it. I know it. I can't picture it. That's the whole problem. Like you're right. <laughs> if you sang that song, I'd be like, huh? I could imagine. What's happening here? <laughs> okay. Um. Let's see. Uh, we're I'm I'm all flustered now. I will I will get back <laughs> in it. I promise. Uh, okay. LA Galaxy made a second pick. Um, this was their second round pick, and it was their natural selection in there. Uh, Russell Sheely, a uh, position of goalkeeper. So he's six one two twenty five. He is from Cartersville, Georgia. He comes from the twenty twenty two national championship Syracuse, uh, the Orangemen, Syracuse University. Uh, so he is a citizenship of the United States, right? So no international slot. I mean. Did Richard Sanchez did he did he grab his chest whenever he <laughs> saw that that the LA Galaxy basically picked up what I would expect is they're going to be their third string goalkeeper or definitely could be Russell Sheely or or will be their G two starter. It seems like if this is a a place where where you want to you know backfill national championship winning goalkeeper had a good showing in the in the final you know blocked some penalties so this is the type of guy that like if you're going to backfill you know. For, for goalkeepers and you were feeling a little bit thin in that position that feels this feels real like it could you know be you know you don't expect them to start you don't expect them to get meaningful first team minutes especially after announcing a Jonathan Bond extension and then with the uh, you know re-signing of, of Jonathan Klingsman but you know, this is something maybe in the future you keep in the wings kind of develop along the way and then for anyone who was confused about Bella the pig that is actually the pet of Russell Sheely here. So yes. that's how that related that little story about him in the MLS draft. So that's why Bella was also part of this deal with round the round two 52nd pick overall. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, mm, I don't know. It was just, it, it's, it's one of these, I start to really think about everything and, and sort of like looking at the different things and you would expect Eric Lopez who's down with G2. Is he going to be the third? And to me, the third string goalkeeper on the senior team is the guy who's not playing. That's the guy who's never going to play, right? He gets yes, to train correct. with the senior team. He does, but you want to develop people like Sheely. If you want to develop them, you actually put them on G2. You give them minutes and yeah. you give them, but does that mean they're going to move Eric Lopez into the three as the senior team? Like these, are, you need a third. You absolutely have to have a third. Although I would sometimes expect that, um, it's almost like you should have the NHL rule where you have the the goalkeeper, the, the spare goalkeeper, <laughs> yeah, the, right? Yeah. There's a name for that. Someone in the chat yeah. is going to – yeah. But in the stands, just in case someone goes out, yeah, that that's essentially <laughs> – 
what what Russell uh, and Eric Lopez may be playing. But you're right. It, there's a chess game component to it where your your number three on the first team isn't necessarily, you know, your third quote unquote best goalkeeper. That person you might and you still need two or three to suit in G two as well. And so that's that thing where you know you, you got to keep got to keep goalkeeper got to keep a whole stack of goalkeepers like even a, a stack of ones. Aux- you got to have cash on you. Auxiliary goalkeeper. The <laughs> auxiliary, auxiliary goalkeeper. goalkeeper. Nobody did, nobody told me that by the way. Auxiliary <laughs> goalkeeper. I remembered it. Um, where they have like the guy who's the plumber who uh, who shows up and is the auxiliary goalkeeper for the night for between the he hawks stood on his the, head against yeah the, <laughs> the red hawks wings. and the predators coming at you. <laughs> We've got interesting things going on. The auxiliary goalkeeper getting suited up. That's what. That's what. See, can't we have that say, excitement? Where's that from? Is that is that, is that from Saskatoon? You know. <laughs> What's going on? It's a, I just, it's a Saskatchewan. I, now I'm making up cities. It's okay. It's Canada. Nobody knows what the cities are anyway. Um, all right. Good. Well, that's the MLS Super Draft. Passing. Listen, I am always of two minds with passing and not taking players. And one is why give people false hope if you're certainly not going to make the team and why waste the time? I would imagine resources. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine that Vanny and Mike Munoz have guys that they're going to want to bring in that they know are going to be like in that G2 uh, MLS next pro. They they have those guys. And so why you can't just you can't develop everybody. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times and, and as there has been a departure, I think, from the Academy and, and G2 recently, um, I, I often say people freak out about losing guys. And I'm like, they're there. Sometimes there's a method to the madness. And so you usually have to have to sort of let that play out a little bit, right? Which is, we have other guys. I remember uh, talking to somebody in the LA Galaxy front office, and they were talking about how they have these guys sort of stacked up in between, um, you know, like like we're developing these guys. And we know where they are in their progression, and we know what we want to do with them next year as long as they meet their progression. And so there's this, this like conveyor belt that moves up and stuff like that. And sometimes what happens is you get a guy who doesn't meet the progression or you get a guy who's like, well, I'm not going to sign. I don't want a galaxy contract for the minimum and that's not going to do it. I'm, I want out. And you're like, cool. Then you kick them out and then people like shuffle up. Or if people don't play anytime missed is like a T is basically like uh, the, that, that conveyor belt collapsing, right? Well, you can't keep moving up the conveyor belt if you're not moving. And if you're not playing, you're losing time in that. I mean, there's well, some that, there's some that's real the whole conversation about the third the third goalkeeper. That's essentially like a dead a dead spot. You know, you some really bad things would have to happen in order for that th- third goalkeeper, you know, to get get put in position to have success. So you're you're right about it. You know, being something that, you know, it's not a bad thing when those players. I think that was a conversation you were having. Josh Drack is there was rumors about him possibly leaving, and it's you can't. Part of it is. You know, you're right. I'm, I'm with you. It's two minds. Part of it's like, well, he has talent. Someone's interested in him. Why can't we give him the chance? But at that same token, if we don't have the spots on the roster and there's people ahead of you in line, you got to let these people go and, and kind of pursue, you know, what, what's going to make it work. So just one of those things. Uh, I, I'm the same. Some people do get upset. It's like, well, we had two picks in the draft. We couldn't have chosen two people. And maybe there's a diamond in the rough and something works out. You know, but what's the real? What are really the? What are the chances of the top two picks shaking out? Let alone, you know, your your two third round picks. It, the chances get a lot less, and it, it's a matter of do I have the time? Do I have the resources? When I already maybe have guys in the academy in the pipeline, uh, you know, that I have set up, and maybe just looking for. I, I have those one or two. Okay, we need a wing, winger depth. We need a, a backup goalkeeper. You know, I'm not going to waste my time looking for anything else based on you know whatever map or, or situation you have. 
uh, you know, back at the club. Do you ever have a position that you have in your mind and you're like, I, and you're, you clearly know that you, you're of two minds. And so somebody will say it one way and you immediately want to argue the other way. And then yeah. like, if you so it is, I would have argued the other way for you too. Like, that's what you're saying. It's, you're probably not. I'm like, but how would you know? What does it matter? <laughs> Just draft people and bring them in. Say, welcome to podcasting. <laughs> We've been doing this long enough to where, uh, you know, I'm, I'm Mr. See, th- play things right down the middle and argue both sides. That's, that's, that's my, that's my bread and butter right there. So yeah, absolutely. I can see, I can see the argument on both ends there. Uh, Vivi, by the way, uh, is it Vivi, 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 Vivi. I'm going to say Vivi. Gino Vivi, Vivi sounds Gino Vivi. G- Gino Vivi wouldn't, wouldn't have the same I, spice to it. I, I, I agree. Uh, tallying 19 goals and 23 assists in 61 games played 57 starts across a four year career at the university of central Florida. Um, we talked about Sheely, uh, 10 shutouts and a point seven, three goals against average his senior season in 2022, uh, prior to transferring for Syracuse, Sheely spent two seasons at the university of Maryland, feared the turtle and was a member of the Terrapins. Yeah. Waiting for you to bring, make the, make the comment, but yeah, yeah. Uh, well done. Fear the turtle, uh, fear the turtle, just slightly above fear the tree. Um, I, my wife went to the university of Maryland, as you all know. So I get to make fun of Maryland people as much as, and they're my second adopted team because Arizona state doesn't have a men's soccer team. So I just adopt Maryland, which is good for me because they're a national championship tied. Uh, that's the end of member of the Terrapin side. that claimed the 2018 national championship in his red shirt year. He red shirted, but he was part of a championship at Maryland and he was part of a championship at Syracuse. I mean, come on winner winner <laughs> and and the one thing i doing a little deep dive he was also an atlanta united youth product so again not that they've been around for many many years but that's how young these guys are skewing now uh so he was involved in somewhere along the line in their their youth youth academies or youth system so that's just another little wrinkle to throw in there seems seems like a solid solid pickup one of my uh, favorites, Happy Holidays, Architect of Verbal, uh, says, Happy Holidays to everyone. Thank you, COG, for showing me love season after season. Question, will Preston Judd get any time? I really like his game, and is is he the future? Um, it's, it's so hard. How many yeah. how many attacking options have we seen come from G2, and they'd never find the, the, the pitch for the Galaxy? And... I mean, probably rightfully so up to a certain point. I mean, certainly you can look at Ari Lasseter was one who's like, maybe you should have given him more time, but also it took him a while to develop even after he left the LA Galaxy. That was not immediate. It wasn't an immediate turnaround. So, And even right now, he's at Inner Miami, but is he tearing it up or you know, is he passable and getting things done? He, he's passable. He's, he's, he's decent. He's pretty decent. He's, he's, yeah. he's on the, the up-and-comer, like, hey, you yeah. watch him, he probably gets more minutes, right? That type of thing. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, Ethan Zubak, obviously. Zubak yeah. was, was... This is... It's what I like to call the Jack McBean all-stars. Yeah. You know, it's these guys who, you know, are they the future? Or are they going to make it happen? But shout out to you, Architecto. You know, I know, I know we've had a diss track out there recently, you know, so putting out that good content there. So we we appreciate it, H.U. But I think why, why he asked this question is those flashes that we've seen from Judd, he has that little extra, you know, sauce to him. And I think that's the thing that maybe these Ethan Zubaks and Jack McBeans Nari Lassiter's, they haven't had that that extra little, you know, piece to it with the ball control and that that there it is. <laughs> I figured why not listen to it while we're talking while, while we're the doing guy who, do, who has Reba as a secret. Yeah, this is yeah. the beat. You know, you wouldn't imagine that these two guys fancy has that <laughs> yeah. beat drop just like this, I'm sure. But but I think Judd shows flashes that he has something special in him. And again, goes back to my third goalkeeper conversation. Something really bad would need to happen to Chicharito and Jovalich <laughs> to, for, for Judd to get that chance. 
But, you know, I think that's one of those things. If he's patient and he sticks around, unfortunately, I do kind of see it. And I see you later talking about Drac as well. As well, He might be one of those guys where he might need to try it somewhere else just because he's so far down the conveyor belt. But I, I like Judd a lot. That's not to say that I don't like him. And I don't think he has the potential to be great for the LA Galaxy. But it just seems like he's, with his age, he's not it, He's not next in line. He's next, next, next in line. And right. that's just going to be, that's a lot harder to break through. Yeah. Logan goes, Josh, isn't there a copywriter? The guy who asked the question literally wrote the song. <laughs> We're good. And he, he likes us. You, uh, Architect of Verbal, you going to you gonna sue us for, for playing your song? No, <laughs> he's not going to. No, we're good. Don't worry. Uh, but very much uh, a, a good question there. Um, I'd, it's, I'm just going to be so interested to see who shows up to this camp. I mean, like, it's a lot of the same guys. So, like, I'm not going to be surprised. But just... Who's going to be impressive in that preseason that makes us go, wait a minute, you know, like Mutatu made us go, yeah, wait a minute, you know, and this guy's scoring goals. Yeah. yeah. And, and also Mutatu, does he come back? Somebody, I can't in the discord. I can't, I can't sometimes, sometimes some people they're like, they were trying to compare, you know, these draft players and they're like, you never hear from these draft players again. And I'm like, well, I mean, all three of them, we heard from last year, like you knew all of them, like, you know, Drac and Judd and Mutatu right now, (laughs) Mutatu. And they're like, and then you never hear anything about Mutatu again. Literally the dude who is probably the second most talked about on this (laughs) podcast, who hasn't played a single actual minute for the LA galaxy for I Mutatu is one of the key topics surrounding the entire season last year. Right. And so we knew and we, and we've told you everything that we know. So now we're just waiting to see if he can come make it this year. And Vanny was optimistic, but that was a little while ago. So anyway, um, yeah, it, it says I, Logan also goes the preseason MVP was also Kevin Cabral. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was one of those. It's like we had, we had hopes, didn't we? We had hopes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the one that always sticks out to me uh, was Andre Shinyashiki. He's kind of bounced around. He was, at Charlotte, he seemed to, when he was at Colorado, he seemed to always find a knack to finding one against the Galaxy. Yeah, I think he had one on their – Charlotte didn't make the playoffs, but in their like final few games, there was something going on where he was able to get a goal. He, so that the, these players can have an impact. Right. But, uh, you know, it's just – it's very few and far between. Wasn't it DK? Didn't DK come on as a draft player and then now is playing in England? That, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. might be right. Yeah, sure. I think that's correct. There's I, there's always one or two guys every year, yeah, but unless you get the first or second pick, you don't get those guys. Like if you're outside the top ten, I would say you have a pretty realistic chance of not getting anybody who's going to make any significant am- impact. So anyway, uh, ten dollars super chat from Scott. Merry Christmas, Jock and Josh, Eric and Who's Jock. 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 That's that's my <laughs> French name. I was going to say the French guys leave. That's you know, whenever I'm in. Start league. doing the hand gestures. League Appreciate du. that, Scott. League du is Jock. Um, that's what Bruce Arena calls me after his third glass of wine. <laughs> His second, it's John Guzman. After that, uh, the third glass line is is all good. Yeah. Uh, Architect of Vorbalba said, ha ha, my lawyer said, it's fine. Don't worry, Josh. See, we're good. We're good. We're, we're good. good. You it's know what? Good. It was just, did we, let's see. Can I do it again? Yeah, there we go. Okay, good. We're just going to play this on loop for the rest of the, uh, the show. Let's get to the LA Galaxy and the schedule dropping because this was the, quite honestly, it was the biggest news that sort of came out this whole week, yeah. right? Um, that's why we're having a show today. <laughs> literally, otherwise, I wouldn't be here. Trust me. <laughs> um, I'm ready to I'm ready to hit that holiday uh, like relaxation and we'll be off until after the new year. Kevin, by the way, uh, called, uh, texted. I talked to him today. He's home. I okay. asked him if he knew what day it was. He said he has no idea. Um, I asked him if he knew <laughs> what time it was. He's like, nope, don't know uh, the whole deal. So he was doing that. Um, 
so he was he was out with his wife and they were cruising around. And apparently uh, his wife did let him back in the house, which was a surprise to everybody. But, nice. you know, that's how that works. Uh, so he was like, hey, we're going to pot on Monday. I'm like, no, no, we're not. He, he's, <laughs> well, he's eager to do it. I uh, like that. You I know, know, yes. I'm, one, I'm glad he's back healthy and safe. Uh, you know, excited to hear him on the show and hear his tales uh, of Qatar. So, you know, it, happy to hear that. It should be interesting. And then I told him that one of our listeners spotted him at the airport in Qatar coming home. And he goes, that's impossible. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I'll send you the picture. Like, it's you. I know it's you. He's like, I was in a lounge. Right. And I'm like, yeah, yeah listen, oh, I saw you behind the, the glass. only one with. Yeah, you're not the only one with access to the. The, the lounge those Mr. la Baxter. times reporters let me tell you um so anyway so we'll get back with kevin uh at the start of the new year all right all right uh la galaxy and major league soccer uh announced the 34 game regular season schedule um obviously that all starts at uh, or against lafc at the rose bowl uh that's coming just 65 days away all right just in case you were Crazy. counting down and i always like to count down it's 65 days away how many days until the la galaxy report for preseason 16 so if you are a professional soccer player you do not get your second helping of turkey at christmas you have to be in shape ready to go for preseason because you know greg vanny is going to be like beep test like the second day you know it's like oh let's I was gonna say, yeah you, you get your, you get your second helping you no. know six yeah that's two days you get two weeks 14 days that's plenty of time. To you get back need run. Just run yeah, take the it whole from time. Me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Peak professional form. Yeah. <laughs> so it's done. Oh. Two weeks, plenty of time. Oh my. Let's talk about this schedule. Um, it's weird. I'm just going to come out and say it. I think it's weird. <laughs> I don't, I don't like it particularly. Um, I think that it has some, but do we ever No, but it just, it just keeps changing. And I don't, I, it's not that I don't like, and you know, I can handle change. We've gone through enough of it in major league soccer that I can handle it. It's just that it continues to be sort of this diluted. We're going to play conference and then you're going to pick teams for you to play three yeah. times. And the problem that I have is there's no balance to the teams that they're picking three times. It's the same Correct. teams every single time. And Hey, maybe the moneymakers are to play San Jose and LAFC three times. Maybe that, and, and clearly those are the biggest rivalries, but some teams don't have two rivals, right? Yeah. And so you're giving them this advantage. We have to start looking at strength of schedule. It's almost like the NFL yeah. where you have to sit there and go, well, who are you not playing? Because if you're not playing some of these teams, then that's a, that's a bonus. I'll tell you right now, anybody who doesn't play one of the top teams in the Western conference, LAFC, they're there and they don't play them three times, then they're at an advantage. They're in good shape. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Especially when you look at the playoff race, how it came, the, those decision day games, it ended up, you know, not being a huge factor for the galaxy, but it could have been. And it's one of the, it was so tight. It came down to tiebreakers. If you are, have the misfortune uh, of getting, you know, one of those top teams, we have Philadelphia on our schedule as well. So we're getting a top Eastern conference team uh, on the schedule. So it's just one of those things. It's luck of the draw, not a lot of rhyme and reason. Uh, it does seem like okay when this cycles around like it sh and I'm it feels like maybe it should because we're getting Charlotte again so maybe you do you know we were away at Charlotte but now we get Charlotte and then they go away for a certain number of years and you put a new team kind of in the block I, I would imagine that's how it, how it gets done but with expansion happening and everything going it does feel like there's not a lot of rhyme or reason and it just seems wishy washy and then when you do have to play teams three times and, it, and other teams don't have two rivals rivals. It gets weird. It gets really weird. And I understand with the uneven amount of teams, it, you're not going to be able to do a balanced schedule, but it feels like they can do better. You know, yeah, if you might as well throw a few uh, other conference games in there instead of playing those teams twice, because that doesn't really seem balanced 
especially within your own conference, depending on where those teams land. Right. And with rivalry games, you throw things out the window. You know, play someone at a conference so it's out of the hands. You know, and that seems like it'd be a little bit more. It'd make a little bit more sense than playing someone in your conference three times. But it, what do I know? They they have to they have to start figuring this out because uh, as somebody's rightfully said, you can't keep playing these you know Cali Classicos and El Traficos and expect them to be something, right? I mean, how many times did the LA Galaxy end up playing LAFC last year? It was four times, and if this year. Right. Because you had U.S. Open Cup and then you also had the playoffs. Right. So you got the two times the regular times because it was balanced last year, quote unquote, balanced in conference. Um, But you would go. And so now you get three. So this time you get three against us. So realistically, if they meet them in the Open Cup, which is regional. So there's a chance that they could meet again in the regional. That's four times. And realistically, I would expect both of these teams to be in the playoffs again. That's five times. You can't have those teams playing each other five times and expect it to be the same every single time. Um, and to me, I would much rather they threw in some other East coast, even if there's more travel involved in that. I think that that's a better use of those games, but, uh, you also have the odd number of teams in the East, um, yeah. and you have the even number of teams in the West. So it's, it's, it's a little, it's still screwy and you do the best you can. I get that. Um, yeah. poor Nashville, Nashville's back in the East. <laughs> Nash- <laughs> they, they had a funny tweet going back and forth. Like, yeah. So in Nashville, I'm sure we'll get them back whenever the next expansion has. But yeah, I'm happy to see them go back to these. The The biggest news here is that if you sort of look down that TV column, it says Apple TV in every single one. That's kind of cool. And I still am a big fan of the idea of this. I want to see the execution, but the idea yep. of this is very cool. That also means the LA Galaxy uh, do get a chance to be on over the air or on you know the cable as well. I think they have five games. Maybe those will be outside of the lockdown. Some of those will be okay. like just over the... Like if you just sort of stumble upon Apple TV and you don't even subscribe to it. Some of those games will be free. Uh, Some of those games will be free if you subscribe to Apple TV and all of those games will be on your app if you have the uh, the league pass, right? So all that stuff is that's what it's called, right? League pass. Yeah. Yeah. So and if you're a season ticket member, you get that for free. Um, or at least included in your tickets. I'm sure the cost that went up this year was was certainly ate, ate some of that. <laughs> that was in, yeah, that was included in, in the cost. Yeah. Right. So, um, so, so that's where you sort of see that happening. 22 of the Galaxy's 34 games will be played on a Saturday. That's 11 home and 11 away. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. I love that. Yeah, that's, that's the one part that I like. Saturday games are the best games. It's consistency. You know when it's happening. You know, it's not... Is it on a Friday? Is it on you know a Thursday? Is it on a Monday? With a few exceptions, Fourth of July being it is what it is. That's on a Tuesday, but everything else, mostly Saturdays or a Sunday, and then you know in May is when those Wednesday games kick in, and we'll talk about that with a schedule congestion a little bit later, I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah, twenty two games on a Saturday. It's music to my ears. Yeah, five games are played on a Sunday. So you take that, you get 27 out of the 34 games. So only seven remaining games aren't played on the weekend. One of those is a Tuesday, which is a July 4th. So you can even throw that one out. That's sort of the normal July 4th game. So so when you think of it, only six games are played basically on Wednesday. That's it. That's 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 not bad at all. And but until you see the schedule (laughs) and they're, you know, Saturday, Wednesday, Sunday or Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday, that that's when you say, ooh. You know, with th- those are usually the killers for the galaxy in the past. Yeah. So uh, one game on Tuesday, 
Um, let's see. That's not true because, see, they did these by home dates by day of the week. So there's one home date on a Tuesday, two Wednesday games at home, three Sunday games at home, and 11 Saturday games at home. Road dates, four Wednesday games, uh, 11 Saturday, and two on Sunday. So those are your, your road dates, uh, how they sort of break those down into those different things. Uh, the schedule is... Uh, I, I thought this was interesting. They don't play an Eastern Conference team until the 10th game of the season. That's actually, that means out of the gate, not only do you get, you know, defending MLS Cup champ LAFC at the Rose Bowl, which certainly I would say the the tenor of that from the fan side has seemed to have died down on that a little bit. And there's some yeah. real question about whether or not the Galaxy will be able to fill up that stadium or whether or not there'll be enough LA Galaxy fans to fill up that stadium at that, that at, at this particular well, point. It kind of goes back to your point about playing the games three times and the game losing a little bit of its magic. In recent years, I've said that LA Galaxy versus LAFC has been the league's best rivalry just because of the fire and the passion that those games were played with. I think with, and and this is, I have to say this through gritted teeth, with LAFC winning MLS Cup, the regular season games, to me, have lost that special meaning. It's like, I, I really and this is, I don't know if this is a, a fair thing to say or not. I really don't care if we beat LAFC anymore in the regular season. That is not, and that's not a priority. It's not a value to me. I, I want the galaxy to make the playoffs. I want them to have a high seating and then I want to beat them in the playoffs or I want the galaxy to, you know, make MLS cup. That's more of a priority, you know, in the years past, the way things were going with the rivalry and that back and forth, those El Traficos during the season had a little more meat to them. But now, you know, with, with, the title going in the other direction, a regular season win is, isn't going to have that same value anymore. And especially when you played them three times. So I can see with the opener being at the Rose bowl and you think, well, it's El Trafico, it's LA galaxy versus LAFC. But it's like, but, but the first game of the season with nothing on the line, you know, is, is that, am I really, you know, going to get excited and get up for that? So I can see why they're maybe having a tough time getting getting LA Galaxy fans in particular excited for that. And then on the other side of the coin, if you're an LAFC fan, you just won the title, you get this big venue, you're playing a rivalry, there might be a little bit more interest in getting excited back to the soccer season where if you're a Galaxy fan, it's like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> you know, the, the the meme from Grand Theft Auto. Here we go again, the, you know, going back into it. So I, I it makes sense if because of the way that's shake those things are shaking out. I think uh, somebody the Discord said, you know, at this point it almost feels like you're giving them giving LAFC a trophy ceremony at the Rose Bowl, right? Like it's sort of like you've given them the best chance. Now the game got scheduled before all before that happens, so you, you certainly don't know that of course, going into yeah, it, right? It's not fair, no. but it is what it is. But it is what it is, exactly. Yeah. Um, I said the LA Galaxy won't play an Eastern Conference opponent until Game Ten. That means coming out of the gate right away, it's all Western Conference, which means all of that matters in the standings. LAFC. Uh, at home, quote unquote, home at the Rose Bowl, away to FC Dallas, away to Sporting Kansas City. You have uh, March 18th, home to Vancouver. Then you're away to Portland, home to Seattle, away to Houston. Then you're home to LAFC again. Remember, we're in game eight and you have played LAFC <laughs> twice. twice. <laughs> uh, Just, which I, could be a good thing, I think, because I think down the stretch, you don't want to have them on the schedule. Right? Down, down the stretch, you have them down the schedule. Saturday, September 16th, LAFC. I mean, I just... It, it doesn't make any sense. You're you're ruining this rivalry, and it is absolutely one of the most electric rivalries in all of Major League Soccer and probably in all of North American soccer. Um, 
it's it's certainly up there. I'm sure there's some big games that get played in Mexico that you know have some real fervor in them. But yeah. people around the world pay attention to El Traficos. Um, and so you're going to do that twice in the first eight games. Freaking genius, whoever came up with this. Um, <laughs> you know, you have Austin at home. Then you finally get your Eastern Conference, which, by the way, you get to travel all the way to Orlando, <laughs> right? Like one yeah. of the longest trips outside of Montreal. I think it is the longest trip for the LA yeah, Galaxy, correct. right? So you go to Orlando, then you're home to Colorado, home to San Jose, Saturday, Sunday. Then, as you said, you start getting into May, right? May, so, May is, has six games. May is when it starts to get real hairy. And just in case you wanted to know if I had my chart, yes, I do have my chart. Uh, <laughs> this is the one I like. Yeah, it, it's it makes it it makes it feels good in my brain whenever I look at this chart. So I looked it up. Uh, one game in February, just like last time. Four games in March. Five games in April. Six games in May. Three games in June. Three league games. Um, three game, three league games in June, three or four, uh, league games in July, three league games in August. There's the leagues cup. You want to pause there? Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, go for it. So, so July, it's like, well, there's only three games in August, four games in July, but the last July game is, uh, July 15th. And then the next August game is August 20th. So that means that the League's Cup break is going to be between July 16th and August 19th. So that's where that month, we were curious, when is that month going to be squeezed in? And it's going to be between July and August. And that's because the other part that I made notes off on the side, and i sorry for not sharing this graphic, is there's international windows as well. There's the Gold Cup that's taking place between June 26th and July 16th. So you potentially have Gold Cup, you know, through the end of June to mid-July, which, depending on the players that you sign, uh, could have an impact on on your your roster. And then you have the Leagues Cup that's going to be, you know, happening between July and between August. And it just starts to get real kind of iffy, uh, you know, within the, then that's not including the regular international windows, which there's one in um, March 20th to March 28th. Uh, so that could have an impact in, you know, two or three of those games. There's an international window, June 12th to June 20th. So that can have an impact on two of those games. Um, you have one September 4th to September 12th. Uh, and that's one where the league is actually observing that break. So there's no games in between, right. but that, that can impact, you know, the, the ends of that. And the one on the way back is the LAFC game. So that's just something to consider. And then there's one on October 9th through um, October 17th. And then that's another one where the league is observing that break, but things to consider, you know, getting players back before decision date. Now, when you look at the LA Galaxy roster in terms of international signings going away, right. we, don't, we don't have tons of guys going away on international duty. So that's probably a good thing. But when you think about guys that you're bringing in, if an Aaron Long is a target as he's been rumored to be with the Gold Cup, with those international windows, that's a player who's going to be missing a lot of time. So now you go back to that center back depth with, you know, Sega Koulibaly and Martin, Martin Caceres. Those are the guys that you maybe need to lean on if you are going to be going out and making signings. So just things you want to consider with this schedule is it's going to be pretty tight with the international windows, with the League's Cup break, with the Gold Cup, uh, all those international breaks. It's going to be kind of crazy. Should be. Um, if you're looking at the conference distribution, again, uh, you have the Eastern Conference with 15 teams in it now, right? And I went down. The only Eastern Conference teams that the LA Galaxy will play, and again, you only play six 
out-of-conference games this year, six. So it'll be Charlotte, Chicago, Columbus, D.C., Orlando, and Philadelphia. So that's nice that you get Philadelphia thrown in there, one of the, you know, basically the, the best team in the <laughs> yeah. East, and I, the second LAFC best team. three, yeah, sorry, yeah. cut you off. No, that's fine. That's four games against basically yeah. the two teams that were in MLS Cup. That's really nice of them to do um, there. But you're missing Atlanta and Montreal. You're missing Cincinnati, Miami, Nashville, New England, New York City, New York, Right. And you're missing yeah. Toronto. So there's a ton of teams you aren't playing if you're the L.A. Galaxy this year in the Eastern Conference. Uh, having said that, you flip over the Western Conference. And if you look at the 13th spot down there, there's no logo because against I guess they can't figure out how to upload St. Louis FC's. Uh, <laughs> Again, uh, they, they, MLS.com, MLSsoccer.com doesn't have the same app. You know, they got to update. They, they got to figure update. that out. Yeah, not, yeah. We've had the logo. We know what it looks like. Come on. Yeah, uh, you'll play every team in the Western Conference twice, except for, as we've said, LAFC and San Jose, who you will play three times. That means St. Louis, an expansion team twice. There is some benefit to that, at least in general speaking. There should be some benefit to that. Uh, most expansion teams don't come out with their hair on fire. I don't know. I think I'm mixed on St. Louis about whether or not they will be OK. Yeah, I don't I haven't seen they, enough like splash about them yet. They traded their super draft pick. So that tells you something. But I haven't seen. A lot of uh, information about their signings and players. They they smell like they're going to be an FC Cincinnati year one style. It feels that team way. That they're going to take their lumps. Charlotte was actually kind of surprising, with, they, even though they started. They bad. didn't have they didn't have tons of results, but you saw something in there. And then right. towards the end of the season, they began to turn it around. So Charlotte, give credit to them for kind of putting a respectable season. But St. Louis, I, I don't I don't see the magic happening with them. But again, we'll wait and see. We'll see how, how it pans out. Yeah, somebody asked, why is St. Louis in the West? They are more West than Nashville. Nashville? Nashville's <laughs> very East, as a matter of yeah. fact. Uh, well, remember when Houston was in the Eastern Conference? And then back and forth. And, we, yeah, we yeah. had to play them uh, in the MLS Cup Final because they were an Eastern team. I remember that. Wasn't that twice? That was twice. That was yeah, 11 and time. 12, right? Yeah. Good times. Good times. Good times. <laughs> Let's get to the rumors now. Um I think that's it for schedule, right? There's nothing else really to, to touch on schedule. I think that there's going to be congestion here. There are a lot of games that are yeah. not on this schedule right now with U.S. Open Cup and Leagues Cup. True. Um, that's a lot. And if you look at the teams who are in CCL, um, they're going to have even more games added on to that, right? You have Seattle who has to go away for the Club World Cup, right? So there's some benefits to having some of those top teams that are going to be really spread really thin. Now, some of them have very deep teams. Uh, Seattle didn't make the playoffs for the first time since their inception last year, and they're going to have a very busy schedule with CCL. And, or I guess yeah. they don't have CCL this year, but they have um, they have uh, the Club World Cup, which is a big travel over to Morocco, right? So um, there's a lot of stuff in there that we'll sort of watch and, and see how it comes down. I just I, I look back to the Greg Vanny coach teams of recent years and those struggles of those back to back to back Saturday Wednesday. Sunday, Saturday games that that's what worries me a little bit with not having tons of depth on that roster and so the one the one kind of week that jumps out at me is you know away at San Jose July 1st home versus St. Louis on J July 4th which is a Tuesday so only three days rest and then home to Philadelphia on that Saturday that just feels like that can be really bad news <laughs> that week if the galaxy aren't firing on all cylinders and don't have their depth fig depth figured out so Early July, calling my shot that that could potentially be very bad times. Not to be pessimistic for the holidays, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, one of the other things that sort of comes out, too, um, is the 
there there have been rumors about the MLS playoff format changing as well into like these World Cup groups and blah, blah, blah. let's just we'll save that for the show because it's going to be I'm <laughs> when sure. that comes you know when that comes out it's going to be crazy because if what I'm reading and it seems like it's likely uh, it, it's kind of hilarious because they want to increase the playoffs but the, one of the takes I saw out there so it's not an original take is you want more playoff games to make it more meaningful and you're if you do the World Cup format you're going to end up with meaningless playoff games which is going to be kind of hilarious that, w- that will be uh i can't wait to see that that'll be a good one uh all right so the big rumor out there right now is brian tamakis tamakas i don't know how to say that i'll be honest i'm, I'm not from <laughs> i El will Salvador. say yeah for, for la galaxy news yes uh gino vivi and brian tamakas two two outstanding five-star names yeah absolutely those, I mean, those are just great names out there absolutely so um, basically there was a rumor going around that, uh, Tamakis was going to be joining the LA galaxy and there was like a Photoshop of him and a community kit. And there's like all this other bad stuff. Basically, here's the deal. I know a lot of people want to put a lot of faith in this, basically saying the player is confirming this from, from my indications and from the people I've gotten to talk to is that that's not the case. Uh, this is just a joke and there's nothing really to this. We talk about position and need. He's a right back. Uh, the only way I could really see this being a position of need is if Vanny inverts him and makes him a left back because I don't think left back is settled. Uh, but you do have two players who are making a lot of money at left back already with Chase Gasper and Raheem Edwards, right? So, you know, unless you're going to push Edwards into the wing back position and, and make him more that, then you need a backup or you need somebody else who can come in and play that left back role and you're going to invert. Uh, Tamakis, who really is a right-sided player, that's where he plays um, at a right back. That would be the only way that you could sort of grind this into a position of need. So if we're using position of need as a way to to check rumors, you would say, okay, that it doesn't really check it. You can make it work, but you have to force it into being something. But uh, I think a supremely talented player. I, I'm sure, I, and in fact, in just the way I've heard this is like, I'm sure he would love to come to the LA Galaxy. Like, it, it's not like I think that's. Right. I think that's why he posted the story and reposted. It. It's like, hey, this wouldn't this be cool? And I think he's kind of. That's why it's come out that it's not necessarily a legit thing. It was more of a. It's a joke. Hey, this 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 would be great. But the the one counterpoint, which you know, again, even though it's already kind of been put out there that it's not legit, is he's not a very expensive player. So you, you mentioned Edwards and and Gasper being, uh, you know, more expen on the expensive end. He's one who you could maybe get on a, a decent deal and maybe you know playing for G two and kind of getting. Uh, in, in the mix, I don't know if that's something he'd be willing to do, um, you know, being back on the death chart. But that's one of those things. Well, maybe, you know, he, he's affordable. He's not going to cost a lot on the salary cap and that he's a player that you can bring in. But international spot becomes an issue. Uh, depth on that right hand side becomes an issue. So it just makes makes one of those things interesting that, you know, doesn't doesn't make tons of sense. Right. You could talk yourself into it. Right. But it's, it doesn't fly off off the screen. Well, somebody said that, um, you know, somebody basically was was talking. It's like if you're looking at right back, you're like, well, Julian doesn't have backup. Julian does have backup. Kelvin Leardam is still yeah. the backup for Julian Araujo. I imagine that stays the same this year unless they move Kelvin Leardam. He's currently on the roster. I would expect he stays. Well, and unless he's gone on international duty for he, he's usually one of those players who's gone under national duty. So maybe maybe there is maybe you do need a backup. Yeah, and maybe maybe it very well could be so. Um, anyway, so that was sort of that rumor. I'm going to tell you right now, if you're asking me to put stars on, it's like one or two. It's not certainly not anywhere near um, a, a done deal. And I would say that 
reaction to it is more out of, I think, the need for something to happen rather than reality in terms of this. Um, and him being El Salvadorian and that's that being a, a, a prime target audience. Yeah. 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 It's it's like, you know, <laughs> the galaxy signing Cristiano Ronaldo. Hey, hello. You have a guy who'd be very interested in that. Right. I'm one guy. But in terms of, you know, uh, El Salvador fans, you know, who support the galaxy, that's a lot bigger chunk. And I think that's why I gained a lot of traction. You had a lot of people asking questions. It's because you want you want those people from your you know your country of heritage, uh, you know, playing for your home club. So I think that's why you saw a lot of interest. It's like they want it to be real, right? And so I I, I get that. I feel that. So um, that's the one. The only other rumor that's out there right now that I've seen is the one that sends Douglas Costa back to Brazil, which is a super interesting one, just in terms of like somebody having the goal to actually put that out. Um, it's not totally far-fetched in a lot of ways uh, because I could see that Douglas Costa said, you know, MLS is too hard for me and it's making me work too hard and I could go in Brazil and play for just as much money and not have to work as hard. I could go back home. I, there's some of that that I could see. Maybe that doesn't give enough credit to Douglas Costa, but quite honestly, I watched Douglas Costa try to play for 34 games last season and while I really thought he took off towards the end of the season, he's still right now currently a 60 minute player and nothing more. And he has to work extremely hard in 60 minutes to do anything approaching yeah. something that is DP worthy. Right. So yeah, the Douglas Costa had a 34 game season and had 10 good halves. <laughs> right. And so for, for a designated player, I don't know that that's, that's what you want. So it does seem very convenient. That'd be great. You know, if, if someone, if there's a club in Brazil and he wants to go back to his home country, but it, it seems almost a little too convenient, right? But also, kind of my surface level reading of Douglas Costa is he likes being in Los Angeles. He likes making the salary he's making, and I don't see that he has tons of interest to go back if he's still under contract and still getting paid his salary. Right. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to make it really special to get him to get out of here. Unless the Galaxy are like, we we don't, we we'll pay for it anyway. Yeah, yeah. you're going. <laughs> you're going. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, remember, with the summer transfer ban for the LA Galaxy, and it's we're going to call it a transfer ban for all intents and purposes it is, except for inside the league, you could, you could still move some players. Um, but it's a transfer ban. Everything, all the business the LA Galaxy have to do in order to... Um, in order to to fill spots has to be done right now. This is business that must be done right now. This is how things have to get done right now. So there's a real sense of urgency that before the window closes, and usually that closes, I think, in May. So maybe the Galaxy even sit on it for a little while and sort of see how things play out, right, as it goes. But for the most part, Greg Vanny was very much about Douglas Costa coming in early so that way they could get him settled in and going. I would imagine he's kind of thinking the same thing right now, which is we got to find that other DP. We have to get our team set and we have to be ready to go from from day one because we don't get a, to fix anything this summer. There's no fixing, yeah. right? So is is it you mentioned it and I apologize. Is it general manager Greg Vanny, director of soccer Sp operations? Sporting, sporting, sporting director, director Greg Vanny. It's sporting it's all director. The same job. It is. Give, give it different names. But you're right. He's already kind of shown his hand that that's how he likes to do business. So if he's in charge right now, <laughs> One, it needs to get done because of the the transfer ban in the summer anyway. But you know, you, you think if any of these moves are going to happen, it's going to happen now. So if if Douglas Costa isn't gone by, uh, you know, game one against right. LAFC, then you we will have ten good halves of Douglas Costa for twenty twenty. I think he gives you twelve this time. I think you're going to get twelve good halves of uh, of stuff. But yeah, oh, an increase. I'll take it. Yeah, exactly. He's he's on his way up. Really, when you look at his career momentum, it is up, 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 up. So um, we'll see. There were also, and, and I think Vanny alluded to this a lot, and if you just want to dismiss Vanny, you can. I actually listened to him, and I think you should too. 
Uh, he talked about Douglas Costa not being healthy whenever he came in and that he had injuries that were not properly hailed and weren't properly taken care of. And that's what they ended up spending a lot of time on was just getting him back to being healthy. Right. And that didn't go well at the, at the start yeah. of this. Right. He was injured a lot and he did a lot of things. Towards the end, though, he was more reliable, right? Certainly more reliable, Correct. and I th- and I think you could see that. Is he a big impact player for the Galaxy? You can't say that he has. Although when he plays well, he plays well, and the Galaxy play well. Uh, usually, whenever he 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 sort of brings that to it. So yeah, I, it's well, just interesting to watch him. And that was the thing that you know the panda used to always mention is that you know. Uh, that Vanny mentioned he's going to use him like a sports car is, you know, you know, be very delicate and be careful how he rolls them out there. And, but then when he's out there, you know, let him cook and let him do his thing. And so the question is, well, was he doing that last year because of injuries and he needed to do that? Or is that just who Douglas cost is, is you need to treat it like a sports car all the time. Right. And so my, my, given the recent years, it seems like, you know, the, with the injuries and the way he's kind of declined is that that's, that's just the player he is now is someone who you need to be very delicate with and you can't push too far. And so, uh, you know, I'm not very hopeful that he's going to be for it, but you're right. Based on how he ended with that 10 game stretch, kind of coinciding with Ricky Puj coming to the team, you saw maybe, 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 you know, uh, Costa could be a player that the galaxy could rely on, but you know, you're going to have to show it over a 34 game season, which, you know, you have to prove a lot of people wrong. Yeah, yeah, we will uh, we will see how that goes. Uh, before we get out of here, Eric. Oh, I hit the wrong button. I was trying so hard. <laughs> I was really I was really trying to do. Let's see. Let's see if I got the right one this time. Uh, there we go. Uh, can I get a temperature update, please, from you, sir? Right now. Yeah, right now. We are still yes at ten degrees. At ten degrees. Wow, that was anticlimactic. We, <laughs> Patrick, we, yeah, Patrick in the chat room. Can we get your your temperature reading, please? Because I think you were down at minus eight uh, at one point. I would like to see. Uh, where you are at, Patrick? So please hit us up that, and we will we will come back and and do that. I promise. Um, I think that's it. Uh, Galaxy, you know, just around the corner. Uh, 19, uh, sixteen days. I was gonna say nineteen. Sixteen days uh, until the LA Galaxy report for camp, report f- for physicals. You have the preseason calendar come out. Coachella's out there, right? So there's a lot of things that are gonna happen very rapidly as soon as this this little holiday break is over. Yeah. Um, I'll say remain patient with everything that uh, is sort of going on there, certainly with the likes of Chris Klein and everything. Uh, I, I, Kevin will have more information. That's what I'll say, because I, I don't want to burn Kevin. Kevin will have more info. I think we can talk about it a little bit more whenever he comes back, and we'll do that after the first of the year. But also, the first of the year does certainly provide us some time to sort of sit and think about that and sort of see you know what the LA Galaxy really want to do and, and what their decision is going to be. Um, it certainly feels like uh, you have to do something to let the fans know where Chris Klein and his future are, certainly with a contract that was supposed to be expiring. Uh, and I would imagine it's still expiring December 31st. Um, maybe that's not the right date, but it certainly seems like that's how you would write a contract if you were doing it. Um, so we'll see how that all plays out. I think that there are some very large decisions to be made still this season. Um, and I think Greg Vanny is going to have to be a part of that. I think that it's certainly if you saw uh, the guys who were in the room whenever they were doing super draft stuff, Jovan Karoski and Michael Stevens in there as well. Those guys have a lot of thinking and soul searching to do as well with Greg Vanny to try and figure out uh, how to put together a team that's not going to need any summer reload or certainly not any summer reload from outside the league. Um, super huge handcuff for that. And I, yeah. unless the L.A. Galaxy... Cut. Unless the LA Galaxy come out with their hair on fire, which is a very good option, by the way. Come out with your hair on fire and put a whole bunch of distance between you and everybody else. That way, whenever everybody survive. changes yeah. in the summer, that you you will still be ahead of everybody, right? 
yeah, it's it's going to be tricky, and their their hands are tied. I, I the I, off season hope springs eternal. You're always like, okay, everything's looking likely, but you see this schedule, you see you know the the ha- the hamstrings that they have, you know, with the signings they can make and the players that they have on the roster. I, I'm not I'm not super optimistic, but there's also that that you can't you have to get the ball rolling. You have to see things happen, and you never know with the parity in this league and, you know, with consistency of coaching and seeing some of those same players circle back, anything can happen. So that, that hope is still there a little bit. So I'm kind of looking forward to that break. It's we've had a little bit of a, a break now, but I think once the new year hits with the Coachella Valley invitational and everything happening, it's going to, it's going to come fast and furious with all those preseason games. And then once the Rose bowl hits, uh, it's 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 gonna get going. So Patrick also with an update. Yeah. He's at negative nine. Negative nine. nine that's that's chilly. That's I, not I, right. I, that's I, not fair. No, it's not. It's a, I know how it is. I build freezers and and you know zero and minus ten is sort of where it is. That's cold. I've been in there. It's 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 chilly, especially with the wind chill blowing and, and everything else that's going on. All right, uh, Mr. Hammer, sir. I hope you have uh, a wonderful holiday break. I hope you guys have a lot of fun uh, hanging out with the family. Um, you guys have anything special planned or just hanging out at home, trying not to freeze? Right. We're we're just hanging out at home, trying not to freeze. We did our, uh, you know, being close with the family on Thanksgiving. So we're gonna just. Keep it nice, tight knit with our small family here at home. Open presents, cook some steak at home. Ooh, what, nice. What's not to be happy about that? I'll, so, I'll you know, wishing you. A, a Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays to all our, our listeners. All the different holidays happening around this season and exciting things happening. So, wishing everyone, you know, a great break if you're able to take a break uh, during this time, whether it's officially a break or just kind of unofficially, and you're just clicking and shaking that mouse to look active on your Microsoft teams, <laughs> hoping everyone enjoys, uh, their next couple weeks. And, uh, Josh wishing you and your family the best as well. And, uh, hopefully when we come back after our little hiatus, we'll, we'll get going. We'll get game previews. We'll start talking about jerseys, some more jersey launches. It's going to be you fun. Know, uh, it's going to be a good time. So start, I'm looking, looking forward to that. Starting point. to kick into high gear. 15th season on its way from corner of the galaxy here. So 15 years of covering the LA galaxy. We started 15th season coming up basically at the start of the year. That's when I flipped the flip the page. Do you see? I don't know. Sometimes people can see the jerseys behind me, but that's everybody always wonders what the numbers are. That would be that would be the 13th year for COG, COG 13th year, COG 14th year. So I guess whichever one they're coming up with, I have to get for the 15th year. Um, as it sort of goes along. So nice. we will we will see how that goes. All right, Eric, tell people where they can find you and we will get on out of here. Let's go. All right. As always, you can find me on Twitter at Hammer EV. You can also find me on Instagram at Galaxy Profile. That's Galaxy P-R-O-F-O-U-L. Been on a little bit of a hiatus, but planning a, comp- a, a comeback, some new content, some new ideas, maybe a rebrand. Maybe Ooh. we'll see some things. So, you know, we'll see what happens with my Instagram account and, and all that magic that's happening there. Cliffhanger. Holiday cliffhanger. Might as well be watching Die Hard right now. That's that's what it is. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I will not be taking any more arguments about this. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at JGuessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N. And of course, at Galaxy Podcast, cornerofthegalaxy.com is where you can find all of our shows. Any of the important articles I feel like writing are up there as well. Cornerofthegalaxy.com. All right, everybody. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. All those fun things. Enjoy time with your family. Enjoy some time off. We will be back in 2023 for Mr. Eric the Portuguese Hammer Vieira. I'm Josh Pato-Gessman. You've been listening to our little Corner of the Galaxy. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening. 
And we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo. And on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.